Hey, this is Chelsea, and you are listening to Foot of the Cross. First of all, I just want to say good morning to everybody. It is 9.30 a.m., and a lot of people are already at work, and, well, I had my own little adventure today, and it might have been just a tad better, especially for my mom, because she had to worry about me. And, you know, yes, I'm 36 years old and everything, but, hey, our kids are our kids, man. You know, it doesn't make me any younger just because my mom is concerned. Moms are always going to be concerned. But I haven't driven in a while for a lot of reasons. Now, in one of my shows, I mentioned about how I got a DUI. I wasn't even shocked about it. That's what's so sad. I mean, I felt it coming. You know, how you can... I mean, you're not a psychic, right? But you just have this, like, sketchy feeling. Like something's about to hit you. It's almost like I knew that day I was going to get pulled over. Because my thoughts didn't stray off. Like, I didn't cuss inside my head. I didn't curse at all out loud when it happened either. And it was just like, all right, let's just do this. Let's go, you know. I mean, again, it was 9 a.m. in the morning at that time. And (laughs) it was raining out. So that might be why I'm a little bit edgy this morning, okay? Because, like I said, it's the first time I've driven in a while, right? got a new ride haven't paid for it yet gotta go do the paperwork so pray for me please um i usually don't say that to you guys but i'm saying it to you now because uh you know getting a car it's actually pretty important it's the thing you say to your kids jump in the back seat and buckle up and you go to the gas station real quick to buy snacks otherwise you might be going to the beach for spring break with your daughter you know and having a mother-daughter week i mean so the thing about getting a new car is you gotta make sure it's safe number one that's top priority i mean that's before you know what do I think about the color? I mean, is it a safe vehicle? Alright? God knew in some kind of way that I did not need a fast car. I tend to speed if I know I'm in a car that is made for speed, if you know what I'm saying. And I didn't think that I was going to end up liking an SUV this time around. I've had my uh, experiences with SUVs. I didn't like any of it. I've never had a wreck in an SUV before. (laughs) I laugh because I've been in quite a few wrecks. And what's funny about that is that uh, it literally was in the same spot. Um, almost every time. I'm not kidding you. It's weird how things happen. And finally, they actually, like, made that 
area a little bit safer because they put a yield and a stop sign on the street coming into our highway. And I mean, I, I wrecked twice in front of the same gas station in the same street where someone was coming out from that side road on my left if I'm going into town, all right, on, on my highway. So, anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I was excited. I got up to get in the car, run Monday morning errands, um, the whole point of still having the car right now is the salesman allowed me to have it over the weekend, you know, to give it a good test drive, get it checked out by my mechanic. I don't even have a mechanic. That's how long it's been since I've driven. And, of course, I got slammed with rain. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> so, it brought back some pretty bad memories. I have to say, you know, first cop car actually kind of twitched a little bit. When I saw it, I gotta go to the methadone clinic every morning. You know, it's not a choice, it's a have to. So, first things first, I have to make sure that I'm not tired when I leave the house. So, I have to leave at a time when I know that I'm awake, that I'm alert, and not only that, but everybody else, you know, while they're going to work and have to be there at 8 a.m., I have to think of that as well and consider the possibility of backed up traffic, a car accident. Yes, this is every time anybody gets in a car, but for me, I have a two-way stop there and back, and you would not believe how many accidents have happened, not with me, but with other people, just to go to this place and get home. And I'm talking about right over beside it. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, it's a methadone clinic. That doesn't surprise me. No, here's the actual problem. Because when you've been taking methadone for a long time, it doesn't phase you. It shouldn't. And if actually it does, then you shouldn't be taking it. <laughs> I mean, if it phases you at all, you shouldn't be taking it. <laughs> the whole thing about it is, is that either you're on it for pain management or you're on it because you're suffering from addiction and need a type of relief. Well, those people go in with a high, um, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I lost the words. <laughs> you ever do that? You ever, like, seriously be talking about something else and your mind goes blank? Uh, tolerance. They're already going in with a high tolerance, okay? And then if you have pain, it relieves the pain. And not too many endorphins come to mind, you know, uh, mentally. When that takes place, believe it or not. I've actually been surprised. Because you think, I'm in so much pain that when I take this medicine, it's going to make me feel good and you're looking for some relief. No. Believe it or not, actually, when my pain is at a sky high, um, the less mentally uh, 
does the medicine work? Because it gives you just that little bit of an inch so that you have room to move around to go about your day, you know. Um, now, whether or not you're so bad that you have to stay in bed all day long, you know, that is for you to decide. But in my case, uh, having autoimmune disease, um, it's not one extreme to the next. Sometimes it feels that way, but really it's not. But I can't predict how I'm going to feel tomorrow morning when I wake up. Uh, this morning when I woke up, I was... I fell asleep in a recliner last night. And when I woke up this morning, my back was like kind of in a crick, you know? I mean, you know how you get like a crick in your neck where it was like stuck. So like all day you're kind of like popping it. That's how my back was. It was completely stuck when I opened my eyes. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, (laughs) excuse me, Lord. How am I going to get myself out of this position and close the recliner? And, you know, I'm not like a big girl, you know? I got that big, you know, Judy booty going on, but I'm not huge. However, I am slightly at that age where if I sit in one position real long, you know, I'm going to wake up. Not too happy about it. So, I guess that's what kind of happened. But anyway. Point being though. Is that. If you've been taking methadone a long time. It shouldn't affect your driving. But that day though. When I got the DUI. I mean I just felt it coming. And it doesn't really help to have an ex with a reputation. You know. I mean for a little while. They seriously were pulling me over at the same line every day because my ex-husband had a warrant. When you have an ex, you'd think they would know better, you know? But at the same time, I guess if they know somehow that you're splitting up, getting back together, splitting up, getting back together, they shouldn't really be looking for him in your car every day. I think that they were bothering me to bother him. And see, the thing about drug addicts is <laughs> we're selfish. We're selfish people. He's not out there, you know, thinking of me. <laughs> that doesn't hurt my feelings anymore to say that out loud. It just means I've gotten past it. I, I'm over it already. Next chapter. And I don't mean next man either. You know, I've had my opportunities to get married, to be a good girl and be that woman that that man wants and everything. And the all truth is, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say I do again. And if I do say I do again, (laughs) it's going to be something serious. You know what I'm saying? It just has to be. Otherwise... I'm not into it. It's not like you're going to Disney World and you can get a refund if you have a bad day or if something happens. It's not a lottery ticket, that's for sure. So, anyway. I'm just saying. I mean, that cop had only one thing in mind. And that was to piss me off. And 
not only that, and I know a lot of people might actually say this, and maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But someone, if you're, if you bring this topic up, especially around drug addicts, they're all going to have a story about how this one cop screwed them over. Well, this actually happened to me. And I've heard it happening to other people. I've seen it on, you know, LAPD and all those other shows, crime shows and stuff like that. But I had never had it happen to me. It just so happened that I had to get my Xanax filled that morning. And when you go to court, okay, I was already screwed the second he took it away from me. Because if you take Xanax every single day, you're going to have withdrawals whether you're a drug addict or not. Period. So I was already screwed. But when you go to court, which of course I did as quickly as possible so that I could get my medicine back. And because it's the law, of course. And I want to make sure that I had a lawyer and didn't get my driver's license taken away and all that. Which, of course, I did until I gave him a crap ton of money. But when I went up there to collect my medicine back, because A, it was legal. B, I had just gotten it. You know. And C, it's mine. You know. So, I go up there and they're like, he never turned any medicine in. What are you talking about? I was like, it's not on my arrest sheet. It's not on my DUI ticket. It's not anywhere in the file. And she said, no. She said, are you trying to say one of our officers took your medicine and didn't have it? Because we're not fixing to go down that road whether you like it or not. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, don't you just work behind the desk? Like, who are you here? And why are you allowed to tell me that I can't accuse your officer who is subordinate to you of doing something wrong to me? Let's get one thing straight. I don't want to rattle cages. I wasn't planning on rattling in in cages. But I should have reported them. I should have. Because when I had to go make my own personal report about how my medicine was gone, now I looked bad. They even actually tried to say I was drowsy when I made the report. Which is totally not true. If I was tired at all, it was because I was having lack of sleep, not too much. It was the other way around. <laughs> I mean, if I was drowsy, <laughs> that would have—I wouldn't have even been there. You understand? I have PTSD, anxiety about getting into other people's cars and them driving. Um. It can possibly have to do with the fact that someone was driving when I was in a wreck. But I didn't remember the wreck for for years. Until finally I started having flashbacks. And even then, when you do have those flashbacks, you're not sure which images are correct and which ones steer you wrong. Meaning, I could not use it. In the court of law when I was 
going after the insurance company and everything. I couldn't use it and say, um, Your Honor, this definitely happened. And that kind of sucked because it would have helped my case a whole lot if I was able to remember the accident. Because you can't seriously go up there expecting to get money for a wreck and say, I think there was another car involved. I think they were coming into our lane. And I think that's what caused the accident. No. We claimed the whole ghost car, which in the insurance company, that's a car that might have or might not have been there. We had no proof because they didn't stop after the accident happened. So, it just didn't look good. And two, my driver was in jail because we were both drunk. I was underage. I mean, had I died, he would have gotten manslaughter. But, and actually, there's a part one and a part two about my accident, so I'm not going back there. It just goes into this, um, the reason for my PTSD, I guess. Which, I really didn't remember it for years, and that's the honest truth. But, I mean, one day, just all of a sudden, when I was getting in the car with my mom and she was driving, I just, I could not ride with her anymore. And we didn't even get three miles down the road, and I started flipping out. I had no idea where it was coming from. I thought I was having a heart attack. I mean, I had had panic attacks before, so, but this was not... This was far beyond a panic attack, you guys. This was like a three-year-old in the back seat that you can't get to stop kicking your seat. And you can't get them to stop screaming. I was that three-year-old. My mom did not understand what was going on. And if you're a mom and you don't know what's happening, you don't know how to help. So you're doing everything you can. I mean, she even yelled at me, which I can't blame her. I mean, can you? You know, that didn't make her a bad mom. She's just like, you know, will it help her get in line? And actually, it kind of did. She said, Chelsea, focus. Because I can't start the car back up and drive you home right now. Because obviously, that's where we're going. If you don't calm down. And you can cause this type of car accident. So snapping me back into reality did help. But at first I was like, are you kidding me? You're screaming at me right now. (laughs) All just discipline and a lot of learning how to take deep breaths. And sometimes counting to ten. I had to learn how to do all that stuff. And what's funny is before this ever started happening to me, I had already helped other people learn how to go through their own experiences of this. And you can say, well, that's, you know, bullcrap. How could you have helped other people if you had never experienced it? Because I was still in that category. Um... If you've ever heard the word night terrors before, it does exist. That's not another word for 
um, a bullcrap symptom, okay? It's not something they show on the show House, for instance, because it's interesting. It does exist. Uh, for instance, and this is a worst-case scenario, but if a child was molested or something, and they began to start peeing in the bed and waking up screaming every night, that can be a night terror. Um, if you have PTSD and memories are coming back in your sleep, and now you're dreaming, or you're dreaming about the beginning of what happened, and then right before the bad thing happens, you wake up, kind of like one of those falling dreams. You never land, you're just falling. And then when you wake up, you're so glad you're on your bed that you're, you wake up gasping, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um... Those falling dreams, that can happen to anybody. But what I was comparing it to, that could be a nightmare. I used to have, um, I had tornado dreams for the longest time. And later on in my life, I actually ended up wanting to be someone that chased tornadoes. It's weird. Uh, it actually became an obsession for a while. And I didn't dream about tornadoes because I liked them, because I wanted to see one up close, or because I thought they were really cool. Uh, when I started to, I had them so much that I actually ended up studying about dreams and it was due to my own conflicts with dreams. So, had nothing to do with anybody else. It was just something I had to take it upon myself because I seriously was not <laughs> sitting around watching shows about tornadoes. I wasn't going to sleep to the Weather Channel. So, I was like, what is going on? So, I started studying them. And... Then all of a sudden, it started to make sense. But I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I was ashamed. When and if, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and it has nothing to do with you, you start having dreams about tornadoes, and it continues. Oh, gosh, guys. <laughs> it was right on target for me. It was like reading a resolution, or, or, or wrong word, but, you know, seriously put conviction on my heart when I found out the, what the, it could possibly mean. But pretty much, um, it talks about your, you could be heading towards a disaster in your life. You could possibly be making the wrong decisions right now, not even knowing it. And you're going to a dark place in your life. And you are a 
car wreck in slow motion fixing to happen. And that's exactly where I was at in my life. I was a car wreck in slow motion fixing to happen. And everybody was slowing down to see the wreckage. I mean, I was freaked out when I read it. And it wasn't until I made some hardcore decisions and choices, whatever you want to call it, in my life that I stopped having those dreams. Um, and I also found out that I was actually really scared of tornadoes. So those indecisive times of my life where I was in the middle of things and not knowing which way to go and making decisions that led to a disaster. I started having those dreams, you know? And uh, what's crazy is that the first time that I didn't have that dream was when I started to find peace in my life and made those hardcore decisions and was finally okay with the decisions that I had made and I could sleep at night for the first time in like forever. I had actually missed um, having those dreams because I was, it's like, all right, so now what, you know? What's gonna happen now? <laughs> because uh, in my world, you know, psychics are evil. That's a big no-no. And at least the dreams, you know, were a type of sign, a warning, if you will. But, so, I mean, like, literally, I started watching all these, like, tornadoes and the recipes for tornadoes and how they work, how they act. Um, my mom had bought these, like, science books because I was homeschooled a lot off and on growing up and I had flown through you know the one about earthquakes and tornadoes and stuff and I repeatedly read about it I mean I started having these dreams when I was real young so you know and when I first told my mom that I had been having these dreams for two years just about every night her mouth dropped and she looked very worried, but she didn't want to tell me at the time as to why she was worried. You know, she's like, what's going on in my daughter's life? That she was having these dreams because my mom, she could, <laughs> she already guessed, you know, before I did all that reading up on my dream knowledge and trying to see what was going on, she seriously could pick up on what was going down before I could. She had studied dreams at an early age, at an early time in her life, but she was an atheist at the time. And she probably would have told me, your life is in a whirlwind, but she wouldn't say something like, 
God's trying to show you you're heading towards disaster and maybe you need to start making some better choices for yourself. So, between the time that my mom has studied dreams to the time that I was studying dreams, my mom had completely changed her beliefs. She completely turned her life around and she was a completely different person. Thank God. (laughs) Because she helped me out with it along the way. So anyway, um, and the being interested in tornado part after it was all over, I learned about that too. Why am I chasing something that I'm afraid of? Turns out that, you know, when you grow up, you now want to face your fears. You want to go after it. I mean, my mom could not believe those words came out of my mouth. When I said, guys, I am probably leaving for the summer to go with this crew. They've accepted me, and I want to go chase some tornadoes. Um, Turned out I couldn't get in the right type of uh, safe vehicle by the time that I wanted to go, so I didn't. But I actually wish I did. Um, It really would have been fun. I wanted to do it once and at least get it out of my system. You know, and if there was no tornadoes that day, I probably would have taken it as a sign. Like, hey, yeah, you're getting the wrong idea here. That's not what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I can just hear God saying, uh, no. <laughs> wrong idea. <laughs> alert, alert, warning, warning. All systems, not a go. Anyway, I'm over it. So, yeah, um... I got all that to tell you out of, um, I haven't driven in a while, and there was bad weather this morning. (laughs) So, yeah. So, here I am with you guys, and I am not chasing tornadoes. Um, I loved that song. I don't know how many of you listen to Tori Amos, but the words that I just said, oh, no, that's a different one, but she's like, I'm chasing tornadoes, (laughs) anyway, uh, she has a song, Chasing Tornadoes, and metaphorically, you know, of course, is what she's talking about, but That's enough of that, (laughs) cause she uh, she was one of my favorite musicians growing up, and she threw everything out there. So it was a little bit too exotic, and definitely brought out the drama in me as a teenage girl. (laughs) Everything was a episode of my so-called life (laughs) if I even have listeners that remember that show um yeah (laughs) if you wanted drama all you had to do was hang out with me for a couple weeks as a teenager and uh you felt like you were on a reality tv show or someone was gonna come out and say hey you've been punked (laughs) but anyway but nobody ever did that's the scary part So, 
I don't know what I taught you guys out of this episode. I just wanted to kind of share today. But I hope that you had a good weekend. I pray that you have a good week. And um, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to say a prayer, you know, to kick the day off. Father God, I thank you. I thank you so much that you have, in so many ways, showed me, for instance, while I was having those dreams. Um, did I learn the lesson a little too late? Maybe at that time. But being 36 years old, I never dreamed in a million years that I would have changed as much as I have um, by now. Uh, and 36 came a little too fast for me. So, I can't pray that you turn back time. But I will pray that you continue to help me to grow, to understand why. You know, I do what I do and which parts of my life need to be changed. You've always stayed by my side, but I've let you down so many times. And I, I don't want to anymore. You know, you say in the Bible that you are the father to the fatherless. And I have a dad. But there are those times where I need a second one and... I always need you, God. I do. And I, I just uh, thank you for whenever I go astray. I thank you, number one, for forgiving me when I mess up. And number two, for helping me get back on track. And I pray for anyone that's listening that is going through it or... If they already have, I thank you, God, that they, too, get back on track as well and don't stray off for too long. Because we're not going to not ever make mistakes. Nobody on this earth is perfect. Your son, Jesus Christ, wasn't perfect. None of us are. And even though you knew us, before we were even born. Yes, you have a plan for our life, but that doesn't mean that it's all going to go according to you. It's on us to trust you to listen with our hearts, minds, and souls, to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying, to listen to what you want for us, when we have a direction you want us to go in and we're sitting at the stop sign, do we go left or do we go right? We need you for that. And the people out there trying to do it on their own, it's like Groundhog's Day. It's just, it's just going to keep repeating itself until they learn from their mistakes. And what's so sad is most of us never do. But you helped me a lot throughout my life to learn mine. And I thank you, God, that the people listening get what I'm saying. And just maybe I help them understand a little bit why they're going through some of the things that they're going through. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Till next time I'm put at the cross. I would really love it if you guys um started to share my podcast with other people for real. I'm in the beginning stage of making a website to advertise my podcast more. But you can help me out. So spread spread it out please. Hashtag foot of the cross and um like I've said before, if you know someone, anyone that you possibly think could get something out of my podcast, then please do. Okay? I've always said if you know someone or had a friend that's experienced being a drug addict or still is a drug addict, then please listen to my podcast. But since then, you know, my show has grown to be more than just a show about addiction. So, if you feel like, you know, anyone or you yourself can get more out of this this podcast, then share it, and please continue to be a fan. Thank you, and have a beautiful day. Till next time. Bye. And God bless.